Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of Need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist. 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear, because Ryu was ill. Who would have thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard Welcome into the zone. Acre free zone. Glad you're with us. What's more Christian Weaver? Acre free zone for maybe the last time? We're not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rolling the dice and saying he's out tomorrow. I think that would just be the smart thing to do. Um, pl- I know who comes. Somebody uh, put it on uh, the text line. Who would come back for vacation from vacation for one day on a Friday and then go back and have Saturday Sunday off and then Tuesday? It's weird because July Fourth is weird this year. Is July Fourth going to be on Wednesday next year? It, it should be right. Right, uh, unless it's not a leap year or anything, is it? Yeah, next year is a leap year. It is, so it's yeah. going to mess everything up. That would be uh, extremely weird. So it would be on a right Thursday. In the then. middle of the week, it'll be on a Thursday, which means we should get Thursday, Friday off. That should be a double holiday. It, it should. I mean, this year it should be a double holiday, third and be. fourth. That should be just like a mandatory thing. If it falls on a Tuesday or a Thursday, yeah. you get that other day off. Yes. What happens if it falls on hump day? You're out of luck then. You just get hump day off. <laughs> you just get another day off? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would be very, very bad. Uh, it's almost like Thanksgiving. You know, when Thanksgiving, it's Thursday, Friday, right? Right. For most every, every people, time. everybody, yep. is it is that standard? Well, I don't think it's for everybody, but most. I most would say. people take Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So it is uh, awkward, then, but it's a great, uh, great weekend coming up, man. I'm excited. I'm I'm ready for a four day weekend. Hit the lake and uh, just. I know it's going to be hot. It is already feels like temperature. Over 100 degrees in places in Arkansas, and that was at 9:30. So that was 40 minutes ago. So it's yeah, it's going to be so bad today. So you know, caution. I don't mean to be a whiner or a complainer, but our AC is not working in our offices, so it's pretty warm out there. It's not. No, it's oh. working in here. Oh, let's keep our door door shut in the studio. Yeah. A lot of times we'll prop open the the uh, door during the breaks. Can't air condition the world. No, no, this is for us. There's been plenty of times the studio, the air conditioner hasn't been working, right. and we've been trying to suck air from somewhere else. No, it's not big enough. The unit's not big enough to do the entire floor, just this room. All right, uh, today we got Aaron Torres coming on, bottom of the hour. He's with Fox Sports Radio, big college basketball game, and when I saw the news of Arkansas-Duke yesterday, I thought, well, we need to get Aaron on, get his reaction. This is a great matchup for Arkansas. We'll talk about some of the other SEC-ACC challenge games with him, get his thoughts on the draft and where the Razorbacks went, and just Razorback basketball, where it is right now. He's a UConn guy too, right? He is a UConn guy. Won so the title, how good are they going to be? He's on year? top of the world. That's a good question for him. Yeah, uh, he's, got his, good he's got his coach uh, secured for a while. And uh, I bet Aaron's feeling pretty good about UConn basketball, as he should right now. Also coming up today, uh, Mike Neighbors will join us at 1110. Coach Neighbors, uh, I was told he was going to be at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame Golf Tournament at 1230. And I was like, 
we'll get him on at 12.30. Well, he wasn't there at 12.30 yet, or I couldn't find him. And so I went to uh, get Cliff Harris on. Well, Cliff was just taking a big bite of his uh, burger or his, uh, it was barbecue, his barbecue burger. And I was like, ah, he's still eating. I'm not going to bother him. Matt, come on with us. And so we got Matt on. It was a great interview, by the way. If you didn't, uh, and I've had several people stop me and ask me about that interview with Matt. They really enjoyed it and thought thought it was uh, interesting that Matt hasn't spoken to Bobby Petrino since the day of the Liberty Bowl or the night before the Liberty Bowl when he was suspended from the game. Not one word. But that was a good interview. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's posted. Okay, and then uh, so then uh, Cliff, as soon as Matt got down, Cliff came and sat down. I'm like, I'm not turning down a Hall of Famer, right? So we uh, finished the show with Cliff Harris and didn't get Mike Neighbors on. So anyway, Coach Z was texting me afterwards and about Coach Neighbors listening to the interview with Matt Harris. He was one of the ones that commented on it and and thought it was a good interview. And I was like, well, with the news yesterday of Arkansas playing at Florida State, plus they're about to go on a trip uh, overseas for their basketball team. Want to catch up with Coach, and uh, he's going to join us at 11:10. We got Barrett Salee at 11:30. Chris Alley. From uh, Rock and Roll Sushi with the Average Guy Movie Review. We'll come up in the third hour. Birthdays, entertainment. So we are uh, loaded. The uh, I guess the biggest story nationally is perfect game. the perfect game. Here is Estieri Ruiz. As the bitch is swung on him, one hop to Donaldson. Donaldson to first. He has done it. Domingo Herman has won the 24th perfect game in Major League history. And he is being mobbed by his teammates. Incredible. A perfect game for Herman. From the first pitch of the ball game, Domingo Herman showed you things were working well. Fastball, curveball, changeup, everything was on its best behavior tonight for Domingo Herman. We have seen history tonight. We sure have. 27 up, 27 down for the Yankee right-hander. The fourth perfect game in Yankees history. And the first perfect game in Major League Baseball nearly 11 years. Hmm. I didn't realize it had been that long. Uh, the only perfect game I remember watching and being a, you know, being a part of it as a fan was Kenny Rogers. Years and years ago, yeah. Um that's a, that's a cool deal. It happened way too late for me, I guess, last night, and I didn't know it until I woke up this I morning. I didn't either. And uh, it, I heard on the Dan Patrick show this morning, he is the first person to throw a perfect game after giving up more than 10 runs in his previous start. Yeah, he had eight earned runs in his last start, gave up 10 total. How about that? Go from eight earned runs to the next start, perfect game. And, and it's not like he's an outstanding pitcher or anything. He's got a 4.5 ERA. Yeah, and didn't he? <laughs> it's just kind of out of nowhere. He, so he got in a little trouble, right? He got yeah, suspended for using the uh, violence. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, was there another something for Maybe. him? I thought he was got in trouble for uh, using no for the sticky stuff on yeah. the on the, the illegal substance. Yeah, on the yeah. on the ball or on his glove. Or Maybe something. he did. Okay. Said a few things. Maybe I don't want to accuse him of that, but I thought I heard that this morning on a, on a, one of the well, national shows. I would rather be suspended for that than for domestic violence, and I know he was suspended for domestic violence. Okay, so. okay, so he's been in a little trouble before um, off the field. First perfect game since 2012, Felix Hernandez of the Mariners. Oh man! And there were two perfect games that year, I believe. Matt Cain of the Giants also threw. Okay, it. yep, I remember those highlights. Remember that happening. So it's been a it has been a while since that perfect game happened. Best pitching performance I remember seeing in person was one of Nolan Ryan's games. Growing up, I was a huge Rangers fan. I think y'all know that, and I would make it a point. Uh, you know, we were two hours away from the ballpark, and once I got my driver's license and we got old enough, and uh, senior year of college years, we would we would go just to see Nolan pitch because we knew, A, he was building up to win number 300. Right. I got to see win number 299 at home. He got 300 on the road. So that was a cool thing for me to get to see that. I also um, 
got to see not the the one where that broke the strikeout record, but what was leading up to it. I saw one of those games also in person. Uh, but one of his games, and I can't remember the number of strikeouts, but it was you know he's up in his forties and he had like fifteen Ks and seven innings, seven and two thirds or something, and it was just one of those dominant performances. I think he gave up two hits, but that's the closest I ever came to seeing anything spectacular. You know, really not even close to seeing a no hitter in my life. In person. Yeah. I've never actually been to a Major League Baseball game. So You're kidding. No. I've only been to hockey. I've been to an NHL game, and I've been to an NBA game. I've never been to NFL or Major League Baseball. Huh. I'm surprised, as being the big Astros fan as you are, that you hadn't tried to catch them, you know, or even a road trip to St. Louis to right. catch them when they play yeah. there. But no, the that uh, ballpark down there is pretty cool. Uh, when I lived in Victoria, Texas, before I came here to Little Rock, we would just, uh, from time to time, go see friends in Houston, and they, they would uh, have tickets to the uh, Astros game. and Go to Minute Maid. Go to Minute Maid, and you would, uh, it, it was always cool that, you know, summer, not 90% of the time, the roof would be closed mm-hmm. to start the game. And then they'd get about the fifth, sixth inning or so, when the sun goes down, it starts to cool down a little bit, they would open up the, the roof, and you just see it. And then all of a sudden, you're just watching it, for the next, you know, 20 minutes, slowly open up, and you're, you're seeing the the crack and how the crack's getting a little bigger and wider and wider, and all of a sudden you can start seeing some stars and the moon, and and the next thing you know, that thing's wide open, and you're uh, in the in the air in the uh, outdoor conditions watching the the game. It's it's still pretty uh it's remarkable to watch that happen to to see that the the power that it would have to generate to move a structure like that. That's pretty cool to me. The engineering marvel of that all but no that's worth going man to just to, to go see the Astros play at that ballpark sometime yeah it's probably better than going to Washington and watching the commanders in their stadium yeah, I would say yeah but you can probably get some pretty cheap tickets there <laughs> probably could. you you'd probably get something down low before they uh, build a new one yeah here in a few years probably yeah, no that would be that should be a bu- that should be on your bucket list you should go, go see your FedEx teams Field. yes <laughs> no you should Everybody needs to go see their teams. All right, phone lines are open. You can tell we're kind of – it's the summer. It is the dog days of summer, and uh, we're, we're kind of wide open. We're going to talk a little golf here in a second. Yeah, I was about to pitch to that. I guess the other major story going is the match, if you want to call that a major story. It doesn't seem like it's billed as one, but you got Stephen Clay versus Mahomes and Kelsey, right? Yes, it's um, the celebrity match this right. year, and uh, they uh, they have odds for it. <laughs> of course, if if somebody's playing a sport, they're going to gamble on it. And uh, right now, uh, Steph and uh, Thompson are huge favorites. Steph's pretty good at golf, and that's what they said because he is by far the best golfer in this group. Now, what I was reading this morning, and I've only read one story, so I, I hope they're right. But they're playing a true scramble. A true best ball. A lot of times in these the match, it is uh, a different ways of playing. It may be uh, the you know low score uh, on the hole, and that's what you write down. That's how you decide who wins that hole. Um, you can play alternate shot, but this the the story I read indicated that it is a true scramble, a best ball. Both guys will hit, and they'll take the best ball, and both will play from there. And then they'll hit their shot into the green if it's a par four, and then they'll play the best ball on the green and then they'll putt and from the same spot so being a true scramble um it will make it uh a little easier i think for kelsey and Mahomes, right. you know because one of them could flare it out of bounds and the other one if they're in play they at least they got a ball right and they're still alive so this it may make it a little bit more competitive um step being the better uh golfer you would think he's going to be reliable and you know in play and on the green or around the green and good chipper, so that they'll have a lot of parts. It's come down if they can make some putts or hit it real close for a birdie. Uh, with Kelsey and Mahomes, you know they may they have a spectacular shot out of the two and have a chance to hang in there. Yeah, that's going to be our question of the day today. Will you watch the match tonight? Yes or no? It's on TNT. I believe. I don't know what the start time is. I don't know what up. channel it is. We'll have to look that up. I'm guessing because uh, I think Turner's been... Uh, yeah, they always do it. They've done it in the past, so i, I got to think it's TNT or TBS tonight. It says TNT or True TV, 6.30 Eastern time, so 5.30. Well, that's an early start. 5.30? Heck. The broadcast team will be Ernie, Charles, Draymond, Von Miller, and uh, Trevor Immelman. Does anybody know who that is? Yeah, he's a former golfer. He won a major. And Catherine Tappan. 
Don't know her. I, uh, I'm more likely even now. I kind of thought I was kind of interested in watching this, but now with Barkley and those guys, I think I'll watch. Barkley, Barkley's entertaining, entertaining to me. Yeah, they can most Barkley can make it fun. You know, just some of the stuff he does. and They'll ho- probably be talking to the guys on the course. Hopefully they have them mic'd up and uh, they're able to talk to them and have a little earpiece in. Or if not, you know, maybe Barkley or somebody's walking the course with them. And uh, they can uh, have some interviews on the on the course while it's going on. Will Kelsey be drinking beer? I'm not sure, but he may be smoking. I have a story about this. What? Um. So he, on his podcast with his brother, I believe, he said... Or maybe this was with Vanity Fair. I'm not sure where the source is, but he predicted that up to 80% of NFL athletes smoke marijuana. How many percent? 80%. It's a little higher than I would have guessed. He said, if you stop using in the middle of July, you're fine. Hmm. Well, he said anywhere from 50 to 80% take part in cannabis use. So they, earlier in the story, they... They I would have said 65%, 66, two out of three, yeah. I would have guessed. He said, a lot of guys stop a week before, and they still pass drug tests because everybody working out in the heat and sweating their tail off, nobody's really getting hit for it anymore. He said ever since, um, I think it was 2020, they only test once, and it's during training camp. Hmm. That's why if you fail it, you're an idiot. Right. You know when you're going to be tested, and I've talked with some former NFL players, and they they said either you're an idiot or you have a problem. If you're not smart enough to figure out when you have to stop so you can pass your test, and they realize that's probably the only time they're going to get tested. Mm-hmm. That's what the story says. That's the only time they're being tested now for the last three years at the start of training camp and no more tests. It says, yes, since 2021. Unless actually. you get popped and then you get tested more. So if you are smart enough to know when to stop, you're going to pass the test, or unless you have a problem and you can't stop, you you just can't do it. And Kelsey didn't grab the 80% out of thin air. Apparently, Ricky Williams, who is the face of weed use in the NFL, uh, predicted at least 80% of NFL players smoke weed as well. All right, that's our question of the day. You're going to watch the match tonight. TNT, yes no. 530? Yeah. Yes or no? Okay. We'll get that posted. Uh, we'll take some phone calls. We'll get Aaron Torres on here a little early. We're going to talk some basketball with him. We've got a lot of guests today. Going to have a lot of fun. We will have time to take some phone calls. You want to get in here? It is an acre-free zone, so we do give it back to the people and let you call in and get involved in this. 661-1037. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio, is coming up next. I know a lot of people are about to hit the roads for uh, some vacation trips. July 4th, right around the corner, you got to make sure you have a good set of tires. That is very important because there are those uh, pop-up showers, and you don't want to be driving around and start slipping, sliding, hydroplaning, dangerous for you, your passengers, and everybody else on the highway. So go buy Big O Tires. they got a deal right now, $100 off, select set of tires. Two locations, Cabot and Conway, they have a great selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. And they do more than just tires. They'll get your vehicle running in tip-top shape before you head out on a road trip. If that check engine light comes on, go buy Big O Tires. In Cabot, they're on Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. It's Big O Tires, the team we trust. Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. They'll help you weather the storm. Sports Center. The schedule for next season's ACC-SEC Challenge for men's and women's basketball has been announced. The Arkansas men's team drew arguably the marquee matchup of the entire event. The Razorbacks will be hosting the Duke Blue Devils at Bud Walden Arena on Wednesday, November 28th at 8.15 Central Time. The Hogs will face off against the Blue Devils for the first time since 2022 when Duke beat them 78-69 in the Elite Eight. Arkansas will be searching for their first victory against Duke since they beat them 76-72 in the 1994 National Championship game. It will be Duke's first ever trip to Bud Walton Arena. The Arkansas women will be taking on the Florida State Seminoles. That game will be on Thursday, November 30th at 6 p.m. The Hogs will be on the road. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
Hi, I'm Arkansas Attorney Stan Miller with Pinnacle Global. If you're an Arkansas business owner or nonprofit, call us to see if you qualify for the Employee Retention Tax Credit. I'm an Arkansas business owner just like you. I partnered with local qualified CPAs, and we provide a detailed legal opinion for each ERTC client. Let us help you get the money you deserve. Visit us at pgwealthconsulting.com or call us 501-352-9497. That's 501-352-9497. Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it truck month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2,000 off in-stock units. Why shop a minefield of questionable used cars? Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. Guadney Chevrolet. Chevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with approved credit. See dealer for details. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires. Service and straight talk at Big O Tires. It's Justin Aker for my friends down in Hot Springs. Of course, I'm talking about Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. Every day at Oaklawn, offering entertainment from daily casino promotions and the 24-7 smoke-free casino to live entertainment every weekend in the newly opened Pops Lounge. The fun never stops at Oaklawn. It doesn't matter how you like to have fun. Oaklawn is here to help. They've got a $150,000 slot tournament every Saturday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Join us at Oaklawn for the Red, White, and Blue slot tournament every Saturday with the grand finale on July 4th. First, and that is just the beginning, folks. Don't forget about the headliner entertainment coming up as well. Chris Jansen coming up on July 2nd. Ricky Skaggs will be here in just a few weeks with the Kentucky Thunder. That's July 14th. The Four Tops in August. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in September. And KC and the Sunshine Band. Get down tonight indeed. October 7th at Oaklawn. All the tickets are available at oaklawn.com. Book your room, your spa treatment. Get more information about everything going on in Hot Springs at Arkansas's only race and casino resort. It's Oaklawn at oaklawn.com. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. a couple of years since Guatney Chevrolet had Deal Team 6 out there running and dealing and making some great offers. Well, they're back. They're armed with a virtual arsenal of rebates, discounts, finance offers on new models in stock. Up to $7,500 off Silverado's in stock with a 2009 or newer trade-in. You can get $2,000 off in stock. 2023 Equinox. How about this deal? 5.9% 5.9% financing for 72 months on Silverado's when you finance with GM and you're a well-qualified buyer. Everything new is low as 6.99% through GM Financial. Up to $7,500 off that Silverado. That's a great deal. Go to the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory. See all the deals. Find the vehicle you want. And then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. And they're still going to pay top dollar for quality used cars, trucks, SUVs. They're going to make sure they make a deal with you. They're going to pay you well for that car you're driving. You pay off your note. Have a little cash, extra cash. Put it down for a down payment if you want to. That'll lower your payments some more. See what they can do for you at Guatney Chevrolet. It's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Westmore, Christian Weaver with you on a... Acre-free zone. Our question of the day, the match is tonight. Did you post that during the break? Did not. Oh, okay. We'll do it next break. We'll get it posted, Um, and you can vote there. Got some uh, news while we wait. Uh Uh-oh. For Aaron Torres. 
J.J. Watt joining CBS. I think he CBS Sports to serve as an NFL studio analyst. Oh, studio analyst. Okay. I was thinking in my mind uh, a color commentator, and I thought he would be awesome. In the studio, I think he'll be great, too. J.J. is... uh, he, I don't think he'll hold anything back. I don't think he'll sugarcoat no. it. He seems to be one of those guys, kind of like what I like with Dave Van Horn. He just he tells you the truth. He doesn't you know tiptoe around things. He he doesn't try to. I think he, he as a former player, it's, it can be tough to all of a sudden and being a newly retired player, you still have relationships mm-hmm. with a lot of the guys on the field, so it's hard to step in and be really critical. So I don't think he, he's going to be like one of those guys that's overly critical. Uh, he may he may tiptoe around some of that stuff, but I, I think the way he's smart enough to where he'll just avoid that kind of conversation. I like it. I think that's a, a great move for CBS and JJ Watt going to the uh, uh, going to the broadcast booth. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Uh, I saw something else on Twitter. Oh, here it is. Uh, this isn't good news. It's, it's just, but it's it is what it is, and you need to know about it uh, right now. Well, as of ten o'clock, so thirty minutes ago, in Little Rock, it was already ninety-one degrees. The heat index, the feel-like temperature was one hundred and two at ten o'clock in Little Rock. Uh, and this comes from uh, one of our meteorologists up at Team 20, Joel Young. He says, we're on our way to 101 today in Little Rock with a heat index of 114. It's not fun. No. At all. It's uh, it's going to be rough out there, so be careful. Drink. Hydrate. Hydrate now. Or you should have hydrated yesterday, day before. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, bring in Aaron Torres from Fox Sports Radio. It's always nice to talk a little basketball in the middle of summer. That makes us at least get us in the mood, you know, make us feel a little cooler out there. What's up, Aaron? Uh, Wes, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm great. How are you? How's things? 101, is that what I heard, the heat index today? Right now. No, the heat index will be uh, go up to 114. Wow. Yeah. Holy good Lord. That's pretty hot huh like so i will say uh july 6th which is my birthday no big deal next week you can send the gifts okay uh one year it hit 116 where i live which was a record high this was probably 2018 2019 maybe that that was hot and we don't have the humidity like you guys have down there i can't even imagine what 116 is going to be like or 114 or whatever you say what you know once you get past like 108 i you know i don't think there's a huge difference between 114 and 116 i'll be perfectly honest i thought you were out in la i am i didn't know it ever got that hot out there well i live in pasadena which is east of the city it's more desert but with that said it doesn't i mean my part of town does regularly get into the 90s i See, I don't live the glamorous. I know your I know your daughter Wes is into the the TikTok stars and the Hollywood starlets and all that. That's not my world. I'm just a working class, you know, put on my pants one leg at a time kind of guy. Uh, and I live out here in Pasadena where it's beautiful, it's lovely, but it does it regularly hits triple digits out here. But even with that said, one sixteen uh, on my birthday, July sixth, twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, whatever year it was, that was that was that was a hot one. That was a hot one, Russ. I'll tell you that. Well, we were excited yesterday with the news of Arkansas Duke playing in the uh, SEC-ACC Challenge. And then you read a little further, it's not just Arkansas Duke. It is Duke at Bud Walton Arena, man. That place is going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for that game. What do you think about that one? Well, I mean, I think it's clearly the headliner game for that event. Um, You know, I think a few things. I mean, one, it's going to be a great game. It's obviously going to be just an unreal atmosphere. Um, I think also, and it's something I'm sure you guys have talked about over the last 24 hours, I think it speaks to how far the Arkansas basketball program has come that ESPN and the people that put this event together find Arkansas to be a viable opponent for uh, for Duke basketball. Because Duke, you know, listen, we can love them, we can hate them, and, and obviously I know the, the history of Arkansas. But the bottom line is, you know, Duke, Duke, brings eyeballs no matter who they're playing, no matter where they're playing. And so obviously TV's objective is to create the most compelling matchup that you possibly can um, because it's, you know, it makes for good business, right? And so the fact that they demark, and so and by the way, the on-the-court merit speaks for itself, three straight second weekends, all that good stuff. But like I said, Wes, I just think it speaks to how not only, you know, you guys as people who follow the team 365 days a year feel about the team, 
But again, the important decision makers at ESPN, in the SEC, in the ACC, that they want to feature Arkansas in that spot. It was pointed out by one of our listeners yesterday that this will be the 30-year anniversary of the Arkansas-Duke 1994 National Championship game. Okay, so you so you think that some big wig at ESPN has a, has a sense of history? Is that what you're saying? I would think so. I, I, I would think they uh, kind of figured that out. I hope so. Or am I giving them uh, uh, too much credit? Yeah, you're probably. I, I think you're probably giving them a little too much credit. I mean, listen. Do I think maybe it played a role? Possibly. I think it also speaks to again what I just said. If, if Arkansas was coming off an NIT bid and you know had it made the second weekend in 28 years or whatever it had been prior to 2021, I don't think any of that stuff matters. So you know, I, I, I'll be honest, Wes. Like I'd love to sit here and say that I think you know again the, the suit that ESPN had thought it through and that was why. I just think they they put this game at, in the spot that they did because Arkansas is playing really well. They're a program on the rise. College basketball as a whole has seen what a big game at Bud Walton Arena looks like. And I think that, to me, is probably the more realistic reason as to why this decision was made. Aaron Torres with us, Fox Sports Radio. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Any surprises with that uh, SEC-ACC challenge? Yeah, I was, you know, and I said this yesterday, is I am a little surprised they couldn't figure out a way to get Kentucky, uh, you know, either Duke or Carolina. And, you know, the, 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 the Twitter experts that know everything will tell you that Kentucky already has uh, Duke and North Carolina on the schedule this next year, so there's no way that they could possibly schedule Duke and Carolina for 2023-2024. I can just tell you, if the SEC Big 12 challenge is any indication, they don't really care about next year. Basically, as long as they give you a home game and a road game, they don't really care. So I was a little surprised that Kentucky didn't get um, – Frankly, they didn't get Carolina. If you're going to give Duke Arkansas, maybe the 30-year anniversary did have something to do with it. If you're going to give Duke uh, 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 Arkansas, I'm just surprised it didn't go Carolina-Kentucky. And so I was a little bit disappointed in that. And I'll say this too, Wes, is I think that Arkansas-Duke game is going to be incredible. I thought the rest of the scheduling really left a lot to be desired. Um, you know, I, Alabama, I know that you know, right now the early projections, and I, I make them just like everybody else, they probably won't be quite as good next year as they were this year. But, you know, to have Alabama playing Clemson just does nothing for me. Hmm. You know, Virginia is kind of a name brand, but they don't play the most aesthetically pleasing basketball. Well, you know who else doesn't play aesthetically pleasing basketball? It's Texas A&M. That might be a top 25 matchup. I don't know if it'll be fun to watch. You know, and so, again, I, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm sure a lot goes into it. And, by the way, back to the Kentucky point, I know that they're playing a Miami team that's coming off a Final Four appearance, but I, I, I thought the rest of the schedule, frankly, feels a little bit underwhelming. But lastly, what I would say, and I know I'm going a little bit long on this answer, Wes, is that I do think part of it speaks to the fact that, listen, you know, the ACC right now is in a little bit of a down cycle, and there just aren't that many appealing teams to schedule with these SEC teams. So, one, I think it speaks to the work that Greg Sankey and, and you know, previous commissioner Mike Slive have done to elevate basketball across this conference. But I think it also speaks a little bit to the ACC right now. You know, there's some interesting name brands, a, a, a Syracuse, a Louisville, who's not even in this event. But right now they're not very good basketball teams, and I think that's probably part of why uh, this event feels a little bit underwhelming when you actually look at some of the matchups on paper. What do you think the second-best matchup in the SEC ACC challenges. Well, I still think it's it's, it's Kentucky Miami. I mean, Miami is coming off a of Final Four appearance, but again, you know, like I said, you know, these matchups, yes, they they're supposed to be good on paper, but they're also supposed to feel big. And while Miami is coming off of an incredible two year stretch, Elite Eight in twenty twenty whatever two, and then a Final Four last year, again, I don't I don't know that a Duke Miami or a, a, a Kentucky Miami game gets the casual viewer to a TV um, in in November when we still have college football going on. We're obviously going to be in the heart of the NFL. And so, you know, frankly, maybe it goes to what I just said a minute ago. Is there a more traditional school that would have been more appealing? You know, if you put Syracuse against Kentucky, if you put, you know, Georgia Tech against Kentucky, Georgia Tech's not very good, but Southeast part of the country, you know, playing in Atlanta, Kentucky's got a big fan base, like, 
Kentucky is not going to be a good game. And I guess if, if you put Kentucky against anyone other than Duke or Carolina, it's always going to feel underwhelming. But it just feels like, man, they, they, there was just a missed opportunity there. And then, like I said, is that, you know, if my understanding is correct and you look ahead to some of the, the, the neutral court events, Kentucky's scheduled to play Duke to open the 2023, I guess it would be 2024-2025 season. Hmm. Um, and they're scheduled to play North Carolina next year as well, so it's looking realistically like we're not going to get a very intriguing matchup for Kentucky in the second iteration of this event, uh, not this coming November, but the following one. Could we see Arkansas go to Duke next year in the challenge? I mean, I think it's absolutely uh, uh, you know on the table. I mean, I think my understanding of how these events are put together is basically you know you have X number of teams, uh, and you know every other year one's a home game, one's a road game, and so obviously Duke will be owed a road game or a home game. Arkansas will have to go on the road, and so in theory you would think that it's absolutely on the table. But I think obviously if for some reason Arkansas doesn't live up to expectations, Duke doesn't live up to expectations or there's somebody else that's more intriguing in that spot, you know, then I, I think you could see, you know, an Alabama or somebody like that go to Duke. But, yeah, I think it's absolutely on the table that we could be looking at essentially what's basically – it's not a, it's not an official home-and-home, home, yeah. but it's basically a home-and-home. Home. I don't – again, I think that those decisions will be made a year from now. I don't think anything is, like, official, like, lock it in. Like, uh, I'm not telling anybody to book hotel rooms for Durham, you know, November 2024 into 2025 yet, but I think it's absolutely on the table. And I, I think at this point it probably feels pretty likely what. Makes a lot of sense. I wondered about some of these matchups, and I didn't realize the games that Kentucky has already lined up. So, it, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. We're talking with Aaron Torres from Fox Sports Radio. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, I know you talked to Coach Musselman uh, not too long ago. We had the NBA draft. I was just curious about your thoughts about Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., and, and even Jordan Walsh. Uh, what? Uh, how did you think the draft played out for those guys? I mean, listen, from – Anthony Black being the second college player drafted, I think regardless of where he goes, um, you know, it's going to be good for Arkansas and good for him. And obviously with the situation that he's going to, it's obviously a rebuilding year, a rebuilding situation. He's going to get a lot of playing time. So I'm really, I, you know, I'm, I'm really high on Anthony Black. And, and, you know, honestly, I liked him even before I saw the coach a few weeks ago. But hearing, you know, it's one thing to watch on TV and see, wow, you know, he's got the ball in his hands and he's expected to do this. But hearing Coach Musk talk about the reality that, you know, there were timeouts that they would ask him what play they should run or he would suggest a defensive change because of X, Y, and Z reason, I think it speaks to, like, you know, I was already high on him to start this process, and I don't think I even realized how much was on his plate at Arkansas. So, Anthony Black, I'm really excited about. And then, you know, Nick Smith, I think it goes without saying, like, Kind of the same deal. First of all, I, I know it's probably a little bit over-exaggerated, but he has a personal friendship with, with Brandon Miller dating back to the AAU days. Uh, and then I think, again, you're going to an organization that I think the next two or three years is just trying to figure out, okay, like, who clicks, who doesn't, who works, who doesn't, and you really get the opportunity to, you know, kind of prove yourself, right? If he's going to, say, the Lakers or something like that, they're pretty established. They need to win now. And then you worry about you get buried in the G League and maybe you never get your opportunity. I think you'll have plenty of opportunity, uh, this being Nick Smith in Charlotte. Uh, Jordan Walsh, I think, you know, he's going to have a chance to prove himself as well, a great developmental organization that he went to. So I think all things considered, I, I you know, uh, I, I think all, all three kind of landed in advantageous spots, and now it's just kind of on them to take advantage of the opportunities presented to them. Speaking of the Lakers, I looked down on Twitter and Austin Reeves is trending. We got to, uh, yeah, we got to uh, uh, go to Austin's camp here in Central Arkansas about two weeks ago. Man, great guy. I'm a, I'm a fan now. I'm a fan of Austin Reeves, and uh, I'm not a Lakers fan, but now I'll start watching and rooting for the Lakers a little bit because of Austin Reeves. Why's he, why's he trending? What's going on? Anybody know? That I don't know. But he's a restricted free agent, and the Lakers are have said that they're going to match whatever contract that he gets, pretty much. So that's Woo! I was going to say, Wes, you know, you said you're an Austin Reeves fan. You know who else is the entire city of Los Angeles. And I think, you know, one, I do think his story is very, it's easy to get behind. But two, I'll tell you this, is like, I know that everybody thinks of, you know, L.A. as glamour and Hollywood and this and that. Um, I can tell you, like, one, 
I think the city has had a very hard time wrapping its arms around LeBron James. I think most people don't like them, but like him. But what I would also say is, as weird as this sounds, and I know anyone who's ever been to L.A. isn't going to believe me, L.A. is a very hardworking town. You know, there's a lot of immigrants that, that have come here. You know, my wife's, my wife's parents are, are immigrants. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a town where, you know, listen, even if you work in the film industry, I mean, you're working sometimes until 6, 7 in the morning. Sometimes you're getting on set at 11, 12 at night. And so I bring it up because I think there's something about Austin Reeves that has really resonated with this city. On top of the fact that he's a really good basketball player is the fact that, like, you know, hardworking, humble beginnings, everything wasn't handed to him. You know, and I think there's something to that. So I'm excited for Austin Reeves, and, and I'll say, like, I'm sure you guys don't talk a ton of NBA. I know that I don't. But as, as a completely neutral observer on the Lakers' playoff run, I thought there was one team in the NBA better than them by the time the playoffs, by the time they got eliminated from the playoffs. It just so happens that they played them in the Western Conference Finals. And so I bring it up because that's a big topic out here is, is you know, can you really run it back? If da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I think you should run it back. And I think they were probably, you know, a little bit closer to having success than a lot of people realize because Denver was just simply better than people realize. So I don't want to bore your audience with NBA talk. But good for Austin Reeves, but I also think it speaks to, I think they like their core. And, oh, by the way, they had the, second, they had the best record in the NBA after the trade deadline when that roster came together. And uh, I think Austin Reeves has a bright future with that organization going forward. How would you uh, say your talk with uh, Coach Mosselman went? How's he feeling about this year? Yeah, you know, Wes, I, I really tried to avoid asking really too many questions about this team because I, I just think, at that point, you know, this was even two weeks ago now, they had been on campus for probably less than two weeks at that point, you know, maybe had a workout or two, but it's not only not fair to him, I also just don't think it's, it's fair to the players who haven't had a chance to get to know each other, establish roles, and, you know, they have, what, six months, five months before the first game is played, so I really, you know, I just kind of asked him at the end of the interview, hey, can you just give us a little, a little taste of, of what you've seen so far? And what I would say is, listen, I, I know every coach in, in any sport is excited when they're six months out about the potential of his team, but I, I think he really likes the team. And I do think there's something about older players with him is that I know that fans get, you know, th- get excited about the five stars, and they should. Like, you know, it's going to be awesome to follow Nick Smith and Anthony Black and all these guys over the course of the next part of their careers. But, you know, Coach Moss has proven an ability, especially with older players, to kind of identify – fill roles, you know, and have success, right? I mean, Trey Wade wasn't the sexiest commitment when, when he committed, but turned into an awesome Razorback. The whole season changed when he went into the starting lineup. Stanley Amude is the same. If you want to go back to his Nevada days, you know, Caleb Martin and Cody Martin were obviously very coveted high school players, but really hadn't found a role when they were at NC State in the ACC. And so I just bring it up because I, I don't want to speak for Coach Moss. I don't know this to be true. But my guess is that, that older players probably work better for who he is and what he's about, um, which is competition, the opportunity to whatever. And I'm not saying that freshmen can't have success. Look at Moses Moody, look at Devo Davis, look at Jalen Williams. But I do think it's harder for some of those guys to adjust being 18 years old as opposed to 23. So obviously this coming season, I think he's going to have, uh, he's, I don't even think, he, it's, it's indisputable, he's going to have an older roster. Um, and I think he's got a bunch of guys that kind of get, hey, listen, there's competition here. I got to work hard. I got to earn my spot. And so I think he seems pretty excited. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I do think having an older team, I think, probably vibes with a little bit more of who he is, how he coaches, what he's about, all that kind of stuff. All right, Aaron, you're a UConn guy, defending national champions going into next season. You, of course, lose Andre yeah. Jackson and Jordan Hawkins, but you get back clinging. And you add Stephon Castle, who's a five-star prospect. How do you feel like they're going to be next year? I think it'll be really good. First of all, shout out to you for kind of knowing the scouting report. I um, it was interesting. So my arch enemy JJ Reddick, who blocked me on Twitter, he had Matas um, Zelis <laughs> on his podcast this week, who's the projected maybe number one pick in the draft. He's in yep. the G League Ignite program. What's that? Oh, sorry. I thought you guys said that. so. He had Matos Bezelos, and he said, who was the one player that surprised you in this class? Um, and he said Stefan Castle, who is going to UConn. So 
you know, listen, what I would say really quick, I'm obviously really excited. The talent is there. But I would also say you had three guys coming back last year, all of which, two of which were drafted, one signed as an undrafted free agent that had major college experience, that had kind of gone through the process. And you're going to be largely starting over with guys that have seen nothing but success at the college level. So, you know, from a, from a talent perspective, I think there's no doubt they're a top 10 roster in the country. But I think like everywhere else, you know, you have a couple guys that, that are back that have won at a really high level. But then you have a couple new guys that think that because they committed to UConn, it means that they had some level of, some level of role in last year's success, and they did it. So I'm excited, but I'm also cautiously optimistic because I do think there is a big, not only a talent void left with Jordan Hawkins, Andre Jackson, and Adama Sonogo, but also kind of a leadership and cultural void that has to kind of be reset with the new guys next year. Aaron, thank you. Great, great talk. Thanks. For great talk. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, as you said, Wes, everybody stay hydrated. You really should have started yesterday, but it's never too late. Be safe out there. In all seriousness, I had no idea it was so hot. Be safe out there, guys. Thanks, Aaron. Later. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one, and we'll hit the text line. you got to text for us, 661-1037, or you can call us in this last segment. Stick around. You're in the zone. Sure, there's plenty of places you can go get your fireworks for your 4th of July celebration, but there's only one Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore, carrying the largest selection in Central Arkansas, from those huge commercial show quality cakes and artillery shells to sparklers and snakes for the kids. Torpedo Joe's has everything. A family-owned business, their knowledgeable staff can answer all your questions, and they can even provide shopping carts for your convenience. Oh, and the best part, it's all air-conditioned. Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore, just four and a half miles west on Colonel Glenn Pass. The Rave Theater. It's the Ranger and Mercury Firecracker Blowout Sale. Going on now at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Check out the Regency 230 LE3 Sport with 250 Mercury Verado and get up to $10,000 in savings. Or try the Ranger 520R with Mercury 250 Pro XS and up to $5,000 inflation discount and a free cover on the spot financing. Buy today, play today. Available now up to July 4th at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Your authorized Ranger. Dealer. It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, CertiPro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at CertiPro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save on Valspar 5-Gallon Ultra Flat Paint. Was $131, now just $123. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn up to 900 bonus points with the purchase of a Graco Magnum X7 paint sprayer. Lowe's knows pros. Valspar offered valid through 8-2. Selection varies by location. Estimated bonus points valid through 630. Actual awarded bonus points calculated on purchase price before taxes and after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms and conditions. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com.
caught Christian off guard. Had to get the question today. Oh, good. Good for you. Over on the uh, text line, just Chuck says, Duke is to basketball as Notre Dame is to football. People either love them or hate them, and it's just more interesting when they're relevant. True, but I think also Duke is actually like a legitimate title contender most years. Right. They've got a chance to win it? Yeah. I don't know. Notre, Notre Dame usually does. No, no. Um, let's see. This one uh, from the 501. Oh, it's a link <clears throat> to a story. Um, we haven't really gotten into it yet. It's uh, kind of the latest from the Ryan Mallett situation, the, the, the unfortunate death of Ryan Mallett. Yesterday, the uh, sheriff's office down there came out. And they had a release, and the sheriff even spoke, and they released some body cam video. Uh, not much to the video. It's just a guy running down the beach trying to get to where uh, the other rescuers are. And you, There's nothing really to see in the video. I've watched it a couple times. Um, uh, but they said it was not a riptide situation. That uh, hmm. It was... Uh, um, a double yellow, I think they said, that, and and, that, and they've been taking some heat down there for the the number of drownings. I think it's eleven in the last couple of weeks, and they wanted to make it clear this wasn't one of those cases where it was a riptide, and um, they're just really urging people to be cautioned. That yes, there are some riptides, but follow the the you know the flags when they're on the beach and do what you're told to do. But uh, they said that Mallet uh, was swimming out to a uh, sandbar. That was 150 feet from the beach, and that's when he um, started struggling, and there was a group of them, and um, that's when the rescue started, but uh, unfortunately uh, could not be saved. But the sheriff came out and said that it was not a riptide situation, so they wanted to clear that up. Um, That is it on the tax line. This is interesting. Jeff Passan tweeted this about Shohei Itani. Yep. He ranks third in Major League Baseball in batting average. He ranks first in on-base percentage, first in slugging percentage, first in home runs, first in RBI. He is fourth in stolen bases. That's ridiculous. I I did not know that. Me either. I didn't know that last one. I, I know he gets talked about, but he should be talked about even more. Like, we're witnessing one of the greatest players of all time play right now. His ERA is 3.26. K's per nine inning is almost 11. The the numbers here, he's putting up are mind-blowing. Yeah, what he's doing is like being a top quarterback in the league on top of being like the top edge rusher in the league. (laughs) Or top cornerback. Right. You know, great defender, also a great quarterback. A two-way player. Hour number two is next. Courtney Ballantyne here for the Butcher Shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the Butcher Shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The Butcher Shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as...